hissy, intelligent flying squirrels of many colors is a wild sentence that I never thought I'd hear in my life. But here we are and in yet, December 2020. And I, I've, heard, I've certainly heard it. December 2020. <laughs> Diary, I yeah. got a doozy for you today. <laughs> <laughs> So, just to level with you, this is a comedy podcast, but... In case all the swears and less-than-healthy coping mechanisms aren't clear enough, this show isn't for kids. Listener discretion is advised. And regarding the books, while Animorphs is nominally for children, there is some extremely dark and textbook-triggering content involved. Body horror and animal harm are pretty standard, but every book is different. So for specific content warnings, check the notes of this episode. And you know what? If you have to bow out because of any of this, we understand and we support you. All right. That all said, on with the show. Welcome back to Lit Kid Lit. We are here with the hork Chronicles Part 2. So if you didn't listen to the first part, like, come on, buddy. Come on. Dude, go it's back. It's not that long. Just what? You got it. Yeah, yeah we're just, good. Yeah. Anyway, we're just going to get yeah. right back into it, because we yep. need to talk about this. I'm Kara, she's <sighs> Nika, let's f- fucking go. We're in it now. We're in it now. All right. <laughs> Shit. But they're in, we're in it, and guess what? So are <laughs> Dak and Aldrea. They're in the fucking deep. They're yep. in that shit, which is... So much. And I love that this bit is from Dak's perspective because he gets to talk about the cultural implications of what it means to go into the Mm -hmm. deep because this is something we didn't really touch on before, but their entire creation myth is based on Mother Sky and Father Deep. It's their two antitheses of this is the unattainable up and the unattainable down. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he's descending into the unattainable down yeah. and witnessing firsthand these terrible creatures and horrible stories. And this, to me, it felt like, well, 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 not to get too into my, you know, literature Go stuff. It. Go into the But this is literally, journey. this is the descent into yeah. the abyss, right? This is literally, <laughs> yeah, it's I the never... hero's journey. This is literally the fucking descent going... into the abyss. It's true. Of course you knew. God, one brain cell sometimes. You just, I mean, you know me too well. But like, literally, it's the descent into the underworld. This mm-hmm. is fucking, this is the same fucking shit. Fuck, doesn't matter who you are, g- Greek or K. Applegate, you're gonna have a myth, you're gonna have a story, you're gonna go to hell. That's just what you gotta do to move on. Pay your coins to the fucking guy, just go. Oh, thank you. Thank you for seeing me in this moment. Jesus. Of course. Unrepentant. Of course. <laughs> your, your awareness of my bullshit. <laughs> I was like, when are we going to get into the dark goddess aspect? (laughs) (laughs) Kara rereading this, being like, oh, I know what Nika's going to talk about today. She never shuts up about Inanna and Ishtar. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going back. They're going into Father Deep, which this thick, this thick blue mist that swallows sound and it makes light-based weapons backfire like crazy, which I think is a neat little bit of sci-fi storytelling. That yeah. uh, that happens. They they flash back, and the Geds fuck themselves up. 
So they are mm-hmm. lost in the mist and they hear horrible things. It's very Jurassic Park, very things getting eaten around them. And it's... someone pulls a fucking shredder on Dax Temple. Like he's about to get got execution style. And yep. extremely cinematic, a monster picks that dude up and eats the head off of it. Eats that yep. goddamn thing. And it- you know, True to Animorphs form, this horrific, despicable display of just this person or other hork bajir being devoured is at the hands of something called a Jubba Jubba. It's a Jubba Jubba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Jubba Jubba. I love how Animorphs manages to balance, hey, here's this literal, like, we're ca- we're having body horror. People are dying. Mm-hmm. We're fucking in this terrible abyss. And also Jubba Jubba. You know, Jubba oh, Jubba. Oh, Jubba Jubba. the terrors and trauma of war. And then there's a giant, like, six-legged goo man who just eats heads off of people called a Jubba Jubba, right? But yeah, the Jubba Jubba, uh, everything is, they just keep running. They just keep it running, comes, but they... The Jubba Jubba comes for Dak. Remember this? Mm-hmm. The Jubba Jubba reaches out to get him, and he just hears, like, the onomatopoeia, thwack, thwack, thwack. And Aldrea cuts the Jubba Jubba's hand off, and they flee yeah. further. And Dak's yeah. like, oh shit, she's a badass. <laughs> There's <laughs> Nika. She kicks his ass, and for the this fucking thing, this fucking sentence sent me, Kara, because mm-hmm. Dak says, for the first time, a monster of Father Deep has been defeated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, so... I also like that it's not the thwack noise of the uh, actual like like axes oh, thing. It? It's whap. It's whap because whap. she's cut. It. She later laments. It took me three slices mm-hmm. instead of one clean one. I had to do more work to cut through this creature than if I was a man. Yeah, which is a whole nother cup of everything to think about regarding Eldrea's everything. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Shit, they manage to escape. They keep running. It's just this classic action scene. And they're so good at these action scenes of just go, 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 go without overwhelming yeah. you too much. And the interest, I mean, all scenes are, are super quick, super succinct. And they mm-hmm. they they are also, interst- they're layered on top of each other. While they're running, Aldrea's like, oh, she's doubling down on lying about how the Yerks are out to get both of them right now. Yeah. She's, uh... She sees him being angry at himself for having made the decision to go with her. And she's like, oh, but he's too good. He's too good for the Hork-Bajir. He cares about me more. We have more in common. He can't. He's going to pick me. The, which The we have more in common bit. Holy shit. It's extremely fucked up, even though there is obviously, like, truth to it. And truth in their relationship. Oh. And the fact, and how close they are. But she just admits point blank, I don't care. I need revenge, and I can't do it by myself without him. So I need to keep him with me. And she even tries to, like, bribe him with, oh, we're going to need a spaceship. We might steal one, and you'll have to come with me, Dak. And he immediately calls her out and says, hey. I love this bit. That's fucked up. I'm already here with you, and I'm committed to being with you. And boy, isn't that just so spicy. So spicy. That's so, yeah, yeah. He, I love, well, I love that he is catching on to that because that just makes this relationship even deeper is that he is now, this is so, it's so toxic, uh, everybody. It's not like healthy. Just, it's not this ideal. is not healthy. 
this is mm, bad. And I understand we're in a war situation in a crisis alien space. Fine. This is fine. In the real life, if anybody Don't ever can this. call you out yeah. on your behavior, but continues fucking yes anding your bullshit when it's this fucking harmful, d- yeet yourself out of there. Because holy shit. But Dax straight up is just like, why the fuck would you say that when I'm already here? You don't need to keep manipulating me into a position that you think you can, like, what the fuck? I'm already here. He's literally That's he's so much. persistently asking for Aldrea, for the Andalites, for the fucking Yerks, to stop underestimating him and stop treating him as lesser and stop treating him as yeah. a tool. Because that is what you man- you manipulate tools to get your purpose, right? And, and Aldrea yeah. is just doing that because she has other priorities. And it's fucked up it is so so good wild so juicy though boy do i live for this Mm -hmm. drama well written it's well considered it's so well written it's so well written and something else to go into regarding aldrea is she also says you know nothing else matters to me at this moment like i'm pulling some garbage but it doesn't matter what dak thinks of me and it doesn't matter what i think of myself Mm-hmm. None of that matters, which goes to show what showed to me is that she must also be dealing with a shit ton of self-loathing right now. But she is just oh, yeah. compartmentalizing that for another day. We're going to deal with that when I don't need to kill everybody that is here right now. Mm-hmm. But right now, uh, murder is on the menu and that's all I got because I can't afford to think about how deeply I hate yeah. me yeah. and what I'm doing. Because she notices and I mean, she is aware guilt, of the bullshit also, she says to Deck. But also, yeah, yeah really. she's super aware of what she's doing. This isn't a subconscious manipulation. This is all fully realized, fully ac- self-actualized manipulation on Aldrea's part. Due to the yeah. fact that she's hell-bent on revenge and like doesn't know anything else she can possibly do to survive this situation. Which, yep. not great, not great. Not useful. Dak is already there, you know. Learn to trust a single person, and it's uh your best friend who has been very honest the entire time. They get through yeah. the deep, and uh after they which is that's a nice, interesting little juxtaposition. When Dak is finally like, You don't have to worry about it, we're here together. I've already chosen to be with you right now and solve this this way. That is when they are allowed to leave this obfuscated mist there's clarity between them right and uh Mm -hmm. they come to these new barren cliffs with uh grass and they see in the walls of the cliffs there's filigree and windows and dwellings and bridges and they can see straight down into the molten core of the planet when i was initially reading the description of the planet it almost seemed to me as if this thing was kind of like a already somewhat exploded, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you looked at the the desert, uh, like the cracks in the desert, then that dry thing, it was like that, and like everything's floating around it. I have, I kind of want to draw this because it's so hard, but I have this clear mental image, and it's beautiful when you get to see these descriptions mm-hmm. as they descend further, and it's this molten core. But other than that, we get into we hit in all the bits of the things that I love. Because, God, there's very few things I love more than a fucking dilapidated ancient city, baby. And we <laughs> in it now. Fuck. Yeah, so, new civilization. 
old oh. new old civilization. Yep. Yep. And and we're in it. And there's this confusion from Dak as he's like, I don't know what's going on. And Aldra's like, well, it's your planet, dude. If you don't know what's going on, I can't answer mm-hmm. that question for you. And he's like, no, nothing should be here. This is supposed to be empty. We've never, no one can come here and live as a hork Bajir. Mm-hmm. But there's just all of this fucking, like, walls that they're touching with carvings on them. Very much in this sort of, like, ancient race kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's more to it. And before we get to learn, it's a cut back to Esplin. Fucking, of course. Esplin of time. Course. Esplin time, back baby. Back when his spine was just cut in half. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, in case you forgot about the body horror, there's body horror. Yeah. I mean, Esplin I mean, just lying on the ground being like, okay, fuck Charger. <laughs> yep, fuck that dude. Yeah, he Ugh. was a coward, wasn't he? They drag mm-hmm. him back and he gets shoved out of his host and interrogated and he's just like, he ran away. And they're like, oh, we've recovered the bodies. Uh, we The Andalite must have died too if they did. And Esplin's like, probably not. Andalites are like smarter and better than that. And it, another like clear, hey, dude, your fetish is kind of showing. It's That's a lot. There's th- it's a two sentence thing, but it, it's genuinely like, yo, calm down. Because he, it's... Here's here's what sends me. In this sentence, he it's yes, and then it's yes italicized. Yes, the Andalites are better. Yes, they are absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Esplin, can you take a seat? Tone it down. Tone it Tone down. Tone it down. It's nobody else consented to participate in your fucking thing going on here. <laughs> Keep your weird Andalite mm-hmm. stuff to yourself. But he they manages give- to get past the the interrogation. Yeah, they give him a new Hork Bajir body after like a day or whatever, and he's told to kill Andrea because they're like, "You." It turns out you were right. I guess we should get you on this or whatever. And yeah, like, kill the Andalite and whatever Hork Bajir is working with them, and he's like, "Yes," but what he means is no. Because he's already decided that he absolutely 100% must have an Andalite body. Because powerful host bodies are like political power. And mm-hmm. that's just really what he sees for himself. Which, yeah, dude, my dude, my he dude. becomes obsessed and he's like, I'm going to be the one to take care of this matter. Absolutely. This is also, however, the moment when they decide, you know what? The hork are going to be our shock troops forever. Mm-hmm. These are our shock troopers, and this is what we're going to do, because they're not good for much else, but God, are they good for just wanton destruction. Mm-hmm. And they're disposable, and this is perfect for us. Which, woohoo! All of a sudden, this whole novel series, we've just been seeing the taxons and the hork over and over, and then all you realize, well, fuck me! Mm-hmm. They've That's been... the end of that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and they've... This is why I wanted... A, a for other than obvious reasons, why I was like, this is a good place to place the hork Chronicles. You get the establishment yeah. of the free hork colony. Let's go into what that, like, means, really. What what you're really trying to preserve and what has been lost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, fuck. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. And it's so nice that this happens, like, right after, yeah, right after we see 
Jeremy and Ket Halpeck get freed because now it's like, oh, context. Mm-hmm. I'm crying. Mm-hmm. All the time. So back to Dak and Aldrea. They decide to go to sleep. She figures out, she lets Dak sleep first. And she's like, I watched his hork body sleep in a interesting way. I like that they just kind of slump down while sitting. Yeah, they use their tail as a tripod almost yeah, so, to keep them. Somehow I picture it's very upright. cute. You know what I mean? Like it just feels like a cute way to to sit and sleep. Like when a <laughs> yeah. Anytime someone just falls asleep with their head straight down while in some way. Yeah. Just it's cute. it's very ni- well. Here's the thing, Kara. We're gonna get into this real quick. You want to know why? It's because it's it's a sign of it's safety. They oh. haven't had to worry about being hunted before. They haven't had to worry their entire lives. They have been. You get hunted yeah. if you go to the deep. All right, so avoid that. If you can sit and sleep and be open and vulnerable, and you don't have to curl up mm-hmm. and hide yourself, that that's a big that's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. They're exposed and they are open and that's oh my god, I hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she thinks about this too. She thinks she's like, well, Andalite used to be prey animals, uh, way back before they had tail blades or way back before they had anything, mm-hmm. right? So of course they would they can't sleep easy. She's gotta think about things. She formulates a plan, yeah. but she also thinks about Dak for a while and kind of realizes that she has a lot of attachment to him. Uh, mm-hmm. But then she's like, no, 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 no. He's a hork I'm a snooty Andalite. That's not how that works. She's like, I, if there were better options around me, I'd probably be into that. But don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> my My favorite bit of her convincing herself out of it was... Come on, Aldrea, Aldrea. He's going to be seven feet tall. He swings through the trees, but most... He eats with his mouth. Yeah, disgusting. Who does that? Disgusting. What am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just lonely. This is going nowhere. Sure, sure, Jan. <laughs> but the eats with his mouth. Like, me crying already over this book, and then every now and again, K.A. peppers in this, like, by the way, they're all aliens. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> but just the, the little laugh of like eats with his mouth stupid yeah. <laughs> all right anyway let's, get, let's <laughs> hop on back so they switch watch after and 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 aldrea i'm just want to call her andrea so so bad Nick. i want to call yeah. her andrea so bad but aldrea yeah yep. right mm-hmm. they switch watch aldrea goes to sleep and they just switch contemplating times he thinks about everything he's like aldrea is pretty fucked up uh, and I have to be a leader for my people. And there's a lot going on. But yeah, I'm still here with her. And what else can I do? And he looks yep. up into this dome and sees light from the sky proper being refracted and reflected by millions of diamonds all through the inside. And Which sounds beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I know. I love it. Just as an aesthetic choice to have like a semi-underground civilization. To have mm-hmm. uh, natural light still follow through by doing that. Love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And he sees as the light comes in from daylight, uh, or as daylight comes in, this like coat of many colors effect on the walls where there's mm-hmm. 
fabric and things, and he notices that they're alive. And they start waking up. And thousands of eyes turn and reflect light and shine as these small yeah. creatures who are about half the size of a hork so they're like three feet tall, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. And he describes them as like larger chadus of mm-hmm. these very large kind of squirrel creature things. Pissy, intelligent flying squirrels, right? Of, of many colors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these little, these little things are called the Arn. Mm-hmm. And this particular one is named Quatsinicon. Quatsinicon. Something wild. Yeah, that one is, uh, that one's too much even for me to try and, and make a mouth sound to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Quatsinicon yeah. sounds, sounds right. Sounds better. Yeah. They, yeah, the Arn are like, well, you're not supposed to be here. Get the hell out of here, hork you dumb piece of shit. Everyone who interacts <laughs> with the hork that isn't Eldrea essentially demeans them and call- insults yep. them, uh, according right to away. their intelli- intelligence. And, yep. uh, yeah, they're like, no, I don't think we are. You're small and, uh, we're going to physically threaten you now. Dak gets so yep. fed up that he, like, grabs him, and the guy's like, are you threatening me? And Dak's yeah. like, no. And Eldrae's like, yes, we are. So, you know, answer our questions. Yeah. Yeah. We are, and you look scared, so, I mean, this is on you now, bud. Yeah. And I, in general, maybe this is mean, but all of the Arn just remind me of, like, easily bullyable, like, the classic sort of scientist geek you see in movie tropes and stuff of, like... I'm not gonna share my secrets with you. Oh no, is that a gun? Yeah. Oh like, god. The kind of dude who gatekeeps. <laughs> you know what y- I mean? Yeah. Are the R and all incels more news at ten? Mm. <laughs> I mean, yes, they do hit every. I'm like gatekeepy nerd. <laughs> kind of like weirdly into eugenics uh, and bio truths. Turns out talking about eugenics is a little bit tough, a little bit hard, a little bit more mm, problematic. Like, you know, not well, great. eugenics. Well, not you know great. What? Well, the thing about it is, this has never been framed as a good, nice thing that the Arn did. But in truth, right. the Arn, after very mild pressure, like not a whole lot of threatening, just even the, the aroma of a threat. And they're like, we'll yeah. talk, we'll talk. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he, they bring up the view screen, they, they play the presentation. And uh, this planet was destroyed by an... PowerPoint they've made. I know, I know. (laughs) This planet was destroyed by an asteroid that was in unsteady orbit for a very long time, 12,000 years ago. The only people who survived were in stasis on the moon. And the ones who survived came back and the atmosphere was ruined, so they started bioengineering things to make it livable and work as a... And do. in general, they had tried building some spacecraft and stuff to escape, but there weren't they weren't physicists. They were biologists. Every single one of them was way mm-hmm. more geared, geared towards like life sciences as opposed to like mechanical engineering and physics and stuff like that. So they couldn't figure out how to make faster than light travel. Mm-hmm. They instead had to focus on what they could do to survive on this planet. And because of their bioengineering, they there we we get two whammies here. First whammy, every creature that is in the deep is a mm-hmm. creature that has been bio- bioengineered by the Arn to exist there as a defense system. Mm-hmm. Second whammy is so are the Hork-Bajir. 
Yeah. They were, they created a race of tree herding creatures and they created these, like the trees, they, they maintained and facilitated the creation of this entire mm-hmm. planet's livable ecology. In order to, to heal the atmosphere slowly over a long, long period of time, they knew what they had to do and, and create these natural filtration systems with the trees, which is what trees do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't want to have to maintain these trees themselves. So they engineered these people and they were like, intelligence is unnecessary and a hindrance. So we mm-hmm. made you dumb as bricks. Like, just real shitty about it, too. They're just real shitty. Yeah, and then because like, outright he says to Dak, like, you're an outlier. It happens sometimes. Couldn't fully erase the gene for it. Guess you're as intelligent as an Arn, right? Which is also like, everyone always creates that standard of themselves as this pinnacle, which is so fucking it's interesting. It's so fucking it's a lot. It's a lot. Aldrea is like, oh, you're as smart as an Andalite. Fucking these guys, you're as smart as an Arn. How about he's just as smart as Dak? How about he's, he's just Dak? He's as smart as a hork bajir because he is a hork bajir. Let him be a no. hork bajir. Fucking God. Anyway, inter- I do yeah. like it. What a subtle way to show this, like, yeah, uh, yeah. this quantifying this in their mind and this, this, uh, what is it? Like, not nationalism, but essentially nationalism. Like, like whatever, Essent- this bigotry. Yeah, this, this- holier than thou bigotry, yeah. Uh, so they also find out through this discussion that they can control the monsters because obviously if they're functioning, they if they were just mindless, they'd be attacking the Arn too, but they're not. So there's this sort of very low limit, like mind control that the Arn use against the monsters in the deep to function as these sentries or attackers or whatever the fuck. That's also the thing, right? Because uh, they're like, oh, we don't have any weapons to fight the Yurks. The Yurks won't come down here anyway. They'll have the monsters to deal with and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, they will. And uh, what are you going to do? And Dak immediately says, you have weapons. You have a monster army. That mm-hmm. is a weapon, which not even the Arn thought of and conceptualized that they could use them in that way. As opposed mm-hmm. to this uh, this passive barrier, right? Yeah. Immediately, Dak surpasses what the Arn expect of, of him. Yeah. Yeah. God bless <sighs> this boy. I love Dak so much. Dak is, Dak is a lot, and I, so I good. adore Mwah. him. Mwah. Love it. And then, yeah. And this is when Aldrea's like, good job being a real ruthless warrior person. And he's yep. like, yeah, I've learned how to be ruthless. I have a good example. And she knows he means her. He knows that she knows that he means her. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, oh, yeah, those Yerks, right? They're uh, real ruthless. But they both know. Mm-hmm. They both know. There is no, there is no, everything that, that's what, I, I really enjoy this as a as a narrative uh, choice, by the way, of just being like, both these characters know what the other's thinking. We're just going on from there. We're not going to worry about, like, having to establish the omnipotent voice of the narrator. They both know mm-hmm. we're moving on. Done. Which is just so nice, because you don't have to worry about, like, wait, but Dak doesn't know, or does he? Or does Aldrea know, mm-hmm. or does she? It's, they know. And they're aware, and this is a conscious thing that all of them are doing. And it's just yeah. like, Mwah! chef kiss. Thank you. <laughs> That's how you make some compelling toxicity. Also, some yep. like, where you, you still understand the connection between them, despite them having this really fucked up, tense, and, and yeah. 
horrifying like relationship and, and yeah. whatever, right? Like you get it. You totally get it. Yeah. And mm, Esplin time. Esplin time. Hard cut Esplin time. I'd like to do a quick concern <laughs> a concern uh, about Esplin. Um, I have a concern. <laughs> I have a concern. Es- well, Esplin starts out by just being a shithead towards the Hork-Bajir, obviously. He's like, they're pitifully easy. Oh, man, look at how easy it is we can take advantage. But here's the thing. They are trying to learn more about the efforts of Aldrea and, and Dak and all of this shit, but they were looking for Dak's friend, Jagil, and they can't find him. And there, this is the point of the book when I realized that Jagil is a metaphor. <laughs> Jagil is like... Tell me. Every D- Jagil is the representation of Dak as a hork bajir, which is really weird, mm, but that's what mm-hmm. I saw him as. But Jagil totally. is like the the ideal hork bajir, and that's why he when when Jagil makes movements as a hork bajir representational of the species and of Dak's hork bajirness, it's it's on purpose, and it's just when 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 he runs away, Jagil's gone. Mm-hmm. When he shows back up, Jagil's there. Mm-hmm. There's it's it's a direct tie-in to using Jigil as a representation of the rest of everything else, which is oh yeah, brilliantly done. It took me till you know almost the end of the book, but I was like, oh my god, I get what his point is. I get why I mean, he yeah. exists as a character, a named character in this very is, simplistic yeah. book. Yeah, he <sighs> is the direct reflection of his not only. A representation of the Hork-Bajir people and a normal Hork-Bajir life for Dak to reflect against, but also mm-hmm. a representation of his ties and what, what drives both of them. And just the yeah. emotional reflection, my god. Yeah. My god. Anyway, uh, Esplin yeah. infiltrates the Hork-Bajir. He's just like, yeah, I'm back. And they're like, cool, cool, cool. Nice to see ya. The yep. Yurks create a Yurk pool by destroying the giant tree violins that they use to communicate and yep. filling it up with their sludge, which is awful. And they're all joking and laughing and having a good... He's palling it up with his twin, which he's like, but I'm the superior one. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you know. And fucking... they're hanging out, talking about how cool it is to have bodies with knives. And uh, mm-hmm. Dak and Aldrea show up. With the monster army, and Esplin is lovestruck. It is incredibly fucked up. He says she looks so beautiful. Is that weird? It might be a little weird, but it's she pretty is fucking weird. The most in- compelling, beautiful thing I've ever seen. Esplin, my dude, I'm gonna need you to take like 800 steps back. Oh my god. A delicate, small, dangerous thing. Like, he is just... Every fucking word here is just dripping with this, like, want. And I'm like, oh, I hate all of it. This is so... This this chapter, this bit, this entire bit is the slimiest thing I've ever read. Like, I'm just like... Whoa, it's awful. Gross. The, uh, uh, the, the bit. The bit, right? Someday I would tell her how I'd felt at this awful moment. Someday I would live inside her head and I would tell her that I had admired her on this day. Someday when she was my host. Which is yep. Boy, that's disgusting. You know what it reminded me of? When they when they cut to the person who's like, Someday I'm gonna marry that girl when they yeah. see someone for the first time. It's still fucking gross. It's gross and I'm it's glad gross. that it doesn't work out for him. Just the way I'm yep. the same way I'm glad it doesn't work out for anyone who says that in a movie or 
or media yep. product. It's gross and it's so much and just Esplin, holy fucking shit, my dude. It's it's a lot. But basically, uh this entire like party of I think that KA this is <laughs> this is not gonna be a like controversial sentence, right? Mm-hmm. But everything that is done is done so purposeful mm-hmm. and, and deliberately. The fact that the first time we really see an outside of the Yerk pool, Yerk pool is a fucking jacuzzi is on purpose. Uh, and I just have had that mental image of just the Yerks chilling it up in a jacuzzi yeah. every time I think about Yerk pools now. Yeah. And that's what I'm imagining with this fucking party of just Yerks chilling it up in this yeah. massive tree that they've destroyed. This is our jacuzzi, bros. Like, oh, this is our fucking shit. They are, you know, like they, they're having, they're at their party. safest and also their most vulnerable. Like they mm-hmm. guard this the most. It's also where they let their guard down the most, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's definitely some sort of... It is the hub of Yerk life. For whatever yeah. Yerk society there is, Yerk social gathering things, it is this, which yeah. is gross. Yeah. And then we go into the description of the slaughter, essentially. Uh, we mm-hmm. get a lot of different of these biologically manufactured monsters. One of them's three feet tall, but 20 feet wide with a bajillion legs of just like slurping all its way. We get all these names and and then like the Horpajir have... One of them, they bring up the Lurdathak, Lurdathak, which is the one that killed everyone in the Amazon a few books ago. Remember the tree vine monster? He's like from a hork moon or whatever. <laughs> I have despondence. <laughs> My life is in a shambles. Leave me here. I'm tearing up. Everything is connected. This is so much for me. <laughs> this are you fucking asshole. Yeah. You're not, that's not for you. It's not for you. I hate him. Oh my God. I'm going through so many things. (laughs) It's what the context that this (sighs) adds, I'm sure it's just a throwaway. Like it probably was just something that they did to be like, oh, we brought up something that would be in the Hork-Bajir planet. But the idea of Visser 3 coming back to the Hork-Bajir thing to get one of these monsters he probably acquired all of these monsters yeah yeah out of just person like oh i don't even know if it's like spite to have an arsenal of the things that he has destroyed or at least been implicit in their destruction these things have impressed him in such a way you know like he everything he, lo- he he needs this thing that fucked he's him up so and horny. terrified him. He's so much. He's yeah. so horny about the things that scare yeah. him. He he just <laughs> wants. Aren't we all in the end? So uh, Esplin. Oh my God, Esplin. Esplin is just so much. Yeah, so much, dude. You're so much. Tone it down. Every time, like, tone it down. Every yeah, like I want to be like there. Are, there are this is Thanksgiving there's some murder dinner, happening here. <laughs> the kids' table <laughs> might not be right here, but they can hear you, and you need to. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. No one here. Oof. Nana doesn't need to know about how yep. you feel about running in fields. Yep. 
Yep. Anyway. God. But Aldrea truly. explains how they've mind-controlled these monsters. And uh, they go back to when Aldrea and Dak are, like, running their army through the trees. And she tells all the hork to watch and and follow and do as he does do as the seer does right she chants this thing at them and Dak immediately knows what she's doing and feels awful he is so resentful of her and understands that he's going to have to do this for them to have any chance at anything but the fact that she doesn't understand how horrible it is to sentence a species to commit warfare and murder when, when they, they had, had previously... no idea of what it was ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had previously never encountered anything along those lines. And not let, let, let's let leave murder and war out of it, even hurting each other. Even a yeah. fucking cut with somebody else's blade has never happened before. A purposeful one. Accidents happened, but they're like, yeah, this is not the same. This is not what we do. And Aldrea's like, I'm cool with that, <laughs> which is very Aldrea of her, is very Andalite, yep. is very much what happens with these warring perspectives. Because it is, it is, they do kind of split the the defining traits of the Animorphs among them while they're both, like, trying to do good things. Uh, yeah. Dak is very clearly, like, the Cassie, the the. Dak reminds me of, like, a Cassie Tobias, Tobias kind of yeah. vibe. <laughs> Right, yeah, sure. and then there's yeah. the Rachel, Jake, Marco, and then Marco. Yeah, really, but Marco Rachel is Eldra. Marco Rachel mostly, yeah, for sure. But there, as as he's understanding what she's doing and what this manipulative like decision, like yes, the Andalites are are ruthless. I'm sorry, this is, this is the bit. Mm-hmm. It's not more than even a combination. It's just. Tobias and Rachel being reflected in each other, even with the body difference. Hi, hello, come here with me. Let me take your hand. Take me on this journey. Maybe that's why Tobias is used as the framing for this entire thing. Yep. Obviously it is now. Obviously. Yep. He's going to, there's a reason that this hits him so hard. Because, oh my God, it is. We'll get to that. We'll get to with the whole bit at the end. The whole yeah. bit at the end. The whole fucking bit. The whole yeah. point. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Can't believe you just do this to me on the day on the day of my son's nap time. Fucking whatever. Anyway. But yeah, so uh this bit when he, when Dak says this, this is I I have to Go for it. Go for it. She is it. she is manipulated his people and she's like, You did such a good job. Uh he, he goes, You've done such a good job of of com- combining the simple message that they can repeat. And then She's like, Dak, we've been over this. You know, yes, hork die. My people have died. People are dying. It's a war. People die in war. And then just quietly, just quiet. He's not yelling. He goes, be quiet, Eldrea. These are my people who will die today. Be quiet, Andalite. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time he refers to her as, like, her mm-hmm. species, as other, as different. And just... This is not you. You are commanding people to die for you that yeah. are not your people. For and also a war kill their you own started. People. Kill their mm-hmm. own people as well. The only yeah. casualties are going to be Hork Bajir in Hork this Bajir. fight. Yep. yep. And yep. she yep. is too dead set on her, you know, vengeance 
primarily her vengeance, but her goals, right? Her pragmatism, her what needs yep. to be done to turn this tide. But, oof. And I wrote, uh, this is a fun little thing that I went on in my mind, because I lost my mind at this point. I said, you know what? <sighs> this This evil of the Andalites seems to be hilariously repetitive. The Andalites are very good at creating armies for their purpose because the Animorphs exist. Mm-hmm. Even in a moment of Elfangor's kindness, that is a yeah. condemnation of these innocent children's they, lives. Yeah, into they being lost that innocence. Being, it's they, gone. And, and and it is a necessity of, like, it's a fucked up necessity yeah. of warfare. Yeah. But they are perpetuating no, it. What do you, what do yeah. you? do you know there's no denying that it's necessary there's no denying that the animorphs are the ones that are actually like providing this solid baseline against the infiltration Mm -hmm. of earth but holy shit at what cost and it's at the cost of a thing it's every book i'm like i'm getting some we didn't start the fire vibes and that's just continuing on and on is that like just because you didn't what does that make your position within it like you still Mm -hmm. have a responsibility yes but then also if someone ascribes you that responsibility that's just ugh. and then dax says this incredible thing of the andalites are a clever species like the yerks like the arn Mm -hmm. and i just wrote like there are so many who have created and justified their ruthless Mm -hmm. self-interest as a as a signifier of their intelligence and their, their how they dominion. deserve things. It's, and they, they establish yeah. their dominion over the natural world, right? Like they assert dominance over anything they come across and feel free to interfere, regard you know, regardless of any and all consequences. You ever think about people? You ever think about <laughs> human beings? Like, not that I, you know, not to get too into it, because I could be get on this it. fucking soapbox for the rest of my life, but because I am, because I'm a huge tree hugger piece of shit, but I fucking hate it. I hate it. There's so much. How how many campaigns do we have to make about trying to give a shit about the earth until he finally hits something that manages to resonate with how people are worried about they're going to kill themselves? It's not mm-hmm. out the respect for the basic integral existence of things that are not people they don't give a shit as a Mm -hmm. society as a like big thing unless there's like oh my heart like as a general thing this is how humans treat the natural world around them this is a clear one-to-one comparison and it's disgusting and i hate it and we will look at things that experience life differently from us and determine them as lesser just because Mm -hmm. we happen to have thumbs and intelligence and that sucks that blows i Mm -hmm. hate it i am on a fucking tirade now and i'm so mad this is a 94 page children's novel (laughs) but it made me like i had to if i had had a physical book i would have thrown it but i was reading a pdf so i had to close adobe acrobat and then take 10 minutes to open it again but that's how fucking mad i was (laughs) about it at the time yeah (sighs) yes oh thanks animorphs Thank you, Animorphs. It's very Thanks, good. Katie. And and this keeps on coming up because this comes up yeah. again, like with the Chi, with the androids, with all of that of... What are the costs of war? Because that ruthless self-interest is literally demonstrated. They're, it's demonstrated by the Animorphs, too. Yeah, it's these it guys is. saying, why aren't you what are fighting the costs for of this? War? What, what, yeah. what are we willing to sacrifice in order for the greater good? 
what part of ourselves do we have to destroy in order to win this fight? They yeah. all are continually asking and getting really bad answers, honestly. Not like not like wrong answers. Right. But answers that determine that oh, it's harmful. Like it's harmful no matter what happens. Well, because they're the the question itself is rooted in the moment, right? But they're not thinking about how it's perpetuating the cycle because when you're thinking about how are we going to when get you're through this in a war, war, you can't the, the exactly. act of warfare is damaging, right? It is yeah. destructive. It is even no matter how justified your reasons are or how dire the consequences of inaction are, you are destroying a part of yourself by being a yeah. weapon, you know? Yes, absolutely. And yeah, and you, because these are the people that are making the decisions in the war, that's going to affect what comes after. Because when you're in mm -hmm. a state of warfare, you're not thinking about how peaceful and kind and gentle can we have the people that come after be? How how can we allow this, this like, when you've been doing violence for so long, how on earth mm -hmm. can you understand peace? Yeah. And what what will happen when you no longer need to fight? If you if you do not die in the war, if you do not die fighting, what is the aftermath you know. of the choices you have to you had to make? Yeah, and exactly. The, the skills you've made and the person you've had to become. Hey, you know, yeah, animorphs. We get into this every fucking book because it is a consistent theme. Yeah. Thank you, Ka, for a consistent Ka, theme. Ka knows knows what she's saying. Like it's it's consistent and it. The thing is, it might be the same theme, but you ask different questions to arrive yeah. at that point every book. You yeah. understand and get different viewpoints into that topic. So it doesn't feel like she's just hammering in the same point over yeah. and over. It's how am I going to overall the look at of this? that question, right? Yes. Yeah. Because there is. There's a lot of nuance. The 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 purpose and execution of warfare and violence, there's a lot of nuance to that. That is a huge yeah. question to ask. And I think it's a really nice, a really, really well done and interesting exploration of that. Because yeah, I think it's especially, incredible. you know, it's a huge aspect of human life and human history mm -hmm. is warfare and the violence we do against each other. And I think it's important to have those kinds of discussions, not only like for kids or directed at kids, but on the level of uh, anyone can understand the subtle, the subtlety of this. Yeah, the the, da the danger and damage in these decisions. Yeah. All right, let's get let's get off the soapbox and and get back to it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to it for sure. For sure. Uh. But yeah. So this is this is right after you know Dak makes the decision of of what's going on and everyone's swinging around him chanting and there's a big classic like I, to me it seemed like a you know, classic Netflix movie kind of action sequence fight. I was thinking Saving fight. Private Ryan, you know? Like yeah. Like very Saving Private Ryan, but in space yeah. with giant snake people and uh, an Andalite. Gunshot noises or uh, blaster noises, I guess. Two, two, and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, it's a very action sequence. Like, there, it's not that there's not much there. There is. Just read it. I promise. <laughs> but this battle is raging mm -hmm. and there's this craziness going on but aldrea has a plan and she manages to go for a yerk fighter and she is trying to send out mm -hmm. a message to the andalites and this fucking bit i want you i want you to take me through this bit i believe in you 
because I'm going to I'm going to cry <laughs> if I do. <laughs> so uh, Aldrea gets into the ship. This was the whole plan. She needs to send a message to the Andalite homeworld and the Andalite fleet. Uh, she starts that up. Esplin comes in and knocks her unconscious and pins her and basically tells her his whole plan about taking over her body and is being very disgustingly evil and gross and, and domineering and stuff like that, which, you know, sounds like Esplin. Classic Esplin behavior. Classic Esplin. He, he kicks Aldrea away and decides to use the ship to destroy the monsters. But while she's there... She morphs a Jebba Jebba and chokes him out. And just, this is the second time she has gone fucking insane on Esplin specifically. Because the first time, way back when Dak cut his spine in half, she leaned down and, like, threatened violence against him and his old species in his ear. Remember that? Yeah. We didn't mention that, but I remember that. That was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't because it, it was it was just her being like, "I'm going to kill and destroy all of you." All right, let's go. Mm -hmm. Like, but she has mm -hmm. a whole monologue bit of just, "Hey, Esplin," which only served to fuel his obsession. Oh, totally. That's that's why he, that's why he likes her so much. I, this is of, this this is the book of unhealthy of relationships. There's it so is. many unhealthy things going on because there's two, but it's the entire there's that's the entire book is those two unhealthy relationships. Oh, this is a children's novel, but it has so much more nuance than I've ever read in like an adult novel trying to talk about these things. Genuinely, I know, right? Oh my because God. they get too bogged down in trying to be like, let's make it about like these weird like. Let's write let's six pages about, about how intense these feelings are, and it's like, right. no, dude, have the feelings, say what they are, and move on. Like, yeah. get more, get more out there, get more <laughs> out of it. Uh, yeah, anyway. she she is going ham. Oh. And she's like, well, I'm an Andalite and we're not that brutal, actually. So throws him out of a ship into the <laughs> out of a, a, a moving ship. Mm. She sends the message and talks to Aloran. And he's like, who cares if Prince Ciro died? And she goes, well, you should care because the Yurks are here. The Yurks are at this home planet and we yeah. need help. Right. Yeah. And he looks shocked. Once again, every other time Aloran shows up, like either he's being a real badass asshole or he's getting things rubbed in his face. Right? Which, and you I know, love that for he him. deserves. That's I love that for, for him. Exactly. Fucking, I want nothing more from you. You, ugh. But yeah, he like the, the snide bullshit that he throws of like, mm, it's not really a priority if you and your family die. Like, obviously. But yeah. the Yerks just sent him. But then, but then, oh my God. Then we get to Dak. Then we get to Dak, who he has had, he has done the thing. He started killing hork and everyone chants, do as he does, and they understand. And it's a miserable fucking time for him that he experiences this. And uh, he tells everyone to get off the log because he sees the fighter turn to it. And Aldrea tells them to do so. Um, yep. And she shredders that sucker and it just pours out the gloop. The Yurks are just fucking writhing around on the ground. Lots of slugs and Jagil and everyone else say, oh, kill them. Do as he does. And they all fucking stomp around, cutting and destroying Yurks 
it, yep. just a massacre, just a brutal it's a, massacre. It's a massacre. It's a massacre, and it's very important that they frame it this way because, uh, as much as we know the Yurks to be vicious and violent and terrible, they're helpless. They are un- they are unarmed and they are helpless, and they are in their, you know, most vulnerable state, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. and they are just being, like I, I'm just imagining like a slurry. Like yeah. this sort of like a, a basically a yerk stew that people are just running around in and and it's it's disgusting and it and it hurts. And at one point, Dak says the thing of like, we don't need monsters anymore because we have become them. Yep. And that's yep. a lot. Dak God, also Dak. a larger ship comes in to uh, fight them and blows up the other ship and stuff and Dax screams like to the trees to the trees and they all listen Mm -hmm. to him and they leave and he notices that and he's like they're all obedient now and it's not because he's the seer but it's because with this he's destroyed their entire way of life and they know nothing else but to follow him they have nothing else they can do they have no other answer to this situation Yep. So now he has to be that. Yeah, and then, you know, it's so weird because once Dak acknowledges that he is this, like he it's it's this it's a shift for everybody. It's a turning point for everybody. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Aldrea just keeps calling it like our little army. Our little yeah. force. They do they jump cut. There this is when the jump cut to mm-hmm. 7 months later after this message has been th- done and they're yep. fully just doing the guerrilla warfare. They like name drop it as guerrilla warfare. Yep. Winning battles, losing the war. Right yep. now they have an army of 42 with them. And they started with hundreds. Yeah. Not that many, yeah. but at least hundreds. <sighs> God. And, they and keep- they're they're taking advantage. Well, not taking advantage. You know, fuck the yarn. Taking fuck advantage. the yarn. But Whatever. they are. What they're using the yarn still. And, yeah, they're, they're, and they keep intimidating them with being like, "Yeah, well, we have knives, and you're shitty little people. So fuck you." You can heal us. Heal us. We're trying to save the planet. Yeah. The yarn uh, tell tells them like, "Oh, well, you know, we created like an aneurysm switch in our brains. So once the Yurks try and infest us, we'll die." And then they'll just leave us alone and we won't have to worry about it and everyone else is like this is incredibly stupid they will just kill you all why do you think they wouldn't kill you all yeah why do you think they <laughs> no if you one present is... yourselves to them as disposable you will be disposed of mm-hmm. you're not just gonna yes. suddenly be lauded and left alone fuck off no uh, I guess we're going done to be here. destroyed no no the Arn thought they were so fucking smart, and yet, this is the most dumb shit behavior. It truly is. It truly is. Uh, and then we cut, have a also, little bit with Jaheel Aldr- being Aldr- like... Aldrea is so, like, she reminisces about how soft and simple her and Dex's relationship used to be when they would go through the trees and yep. fucking how nice and friendly and how they're close they're even closer now but it's also way more toxic and fucked up and she just acknowledges that she's just like it's not friendly in the way it used to be there's a lot of anger and resentment and things happening now yep and then jagil 
Yeah, so she she actually is reminiscing about this whole thing with her and Dak as she's watching Jagil and a uh, uh, female Horkbajir named Delph. Um, and Jagil and Dak are having a conversation. And Jagil, again, is just being like, I will kill the Yerks. I am a great Yerk killer. And Dak just sadly has to be like, yeah, f- yes, you are, my friend. Like, you are that. And and she's watching this this couple and lamenting their future because there basically is none. Mm-hmm. She's watching Delph and Jagil and thinking about her and Dak and just being like, what, what a simpler time it was then. And it's like, yeah, was it? And yeah. she's also, she also laments that like, that Jagil to get back on the, this is a toxic romance underlines the romance part. She's like, they're yeah. starting to pair up and me and Dak can't. We just, mm-hmm. that just isn't the way it works. But then the Andalite fleet shows up. They notice that there's actually space fight happening. Uh, yep. Oh. oh, man. There's so, I can't believe that we we do that. Like, we have 20 pages left and it's still just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, wild. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's this war uh, going up in space. There's like sp- space bo- explosions. You know how realistic those are. <laughs> but yeah, eventually there is a, a dialogue, and my I love this bit so much because an, a random Andalite warrior is like, "Okay, we'll meet with you. Uh, okay, leave your leave your Horkbajir pet. Come with us, mm-hmm. Andalite." And Dak says, "That's no, no." This is our war. We have been fighting this for seven months waiting on your asses. You meet with me. Mm-hmm. You get out of your fucking ship and you meet with me. And just love him. Love yeah. Dak. Dak Hami, my boy. Yep. Yes. He's like, this is a hork war. Mm-hmm. And when your leader is ready to talk to us, we'll talk to him. And, uh... Eventually, yeah, he gets a modicum of respect that one time. Aloran invites them in, and they both come in, and he's like, oh, I'll give you a reward for protecting the female, which, yikes, Andalites. Yikes Yikes is right. Big yikes. Yikes. Dak offers to debrief them, and they all fucking laugh a haughty laugh, all the goddamn Andalites. Like, it's, it's cartoonish the amount they condescend to Dak. And then right. he does debrief them. He gives them yeah. a full fucking loadout, which is a lot of be- filling in those seven months very cleanly and concisely. They're like, they've it's made other so encampments. Well they have this, they have up to 40,000 here. We've had this many people under us. They're making their own spaceships, including a really fucked up one that looks like a, a knife. So it looks they're like one creating, of my arm knives. They're creating Dracon beams because shredders backfire in the deep. So they needed to make a new kind of fucking weapon that's mm-hmm. not going to backfire in the deep mists. They're doing so much fucking shit because they're combining technology. And mm-hmm. it all is coming off of these Andalite motherfuckers going, oh, you'll tell us about the Yerk War. Sure, honey. Like, mm-hmm. it's just shut the fuck up. Like, ugh. I hate the Andalites. <laughs> yeah. And they're also mm. like... You've had 70% casualties when they list the numbers, and Dak just puts it together. He's like, yeah, seven out of ten Hork-Bajir who stood with me are dead now. Oh, my yeah. God. Holy shit. 
I'll, every time, like literally every time you say a thing, I'm like, oh, that's also the thing I wanted to talk about this entire time. I'm just right? like, and that it's was so, a bullet point. And that was a bullet point. Because it's the entire book. It's the <laughs> entire fucking book. It's so length. It's so much. Totally. Right. Like, go for it. Oh, my but God. But it's, it's specifically the quote. I'm like, I hope Kara mentions the 70% casualties. And then the next sentence is Kara going, anyway, they had 70. I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that exact sentence is what I want all else to talk about. <laughs> It's so uh, truly this guerrilla warfare tactics. Uh, they are they are rancid. They are hard. And Aloran immediately says, "Well, this isn't the situation we expected. We thought they wouldn't make new ships. We thought they wouldn't do anything except be the you know sit and wait for us. I guess." Um, which seven months? It's been seven months. You clowns. You fools. Yeah. You underestimate everyone so much all the time. And uh, Aloran says, he calls it, this will be a tough little war. A tough little war. Yeah, because he underestimated the Hork-Bajir, but then outright to Aldrea, he says, of course we underestimated you. You're a woman and the daughter of Prince Zero, so of course you're a fool. Yeah. Of course. We didn't think that anything that you were reporting had any merit. That's why the rest of the fleet is going to take a year to show up. Like, fuck, why the fuck would we give you any benefit of the doubt? Which is just disgusting. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. And then he has to add that tough little war bit. You little, sh- you shit. I'm good. Next time I see Prince you know Aloran, what? I'm going to kick him. Here's the deal. Here's the single right that Aloran has earned. He is not trying to abandon them yet. He is He is committing to this war. He is not just leaving or doing anything He could have dipped, yeah. He's he doing could've. a single thing. Which That's is, I the, guess, <laughs> what you can expect out of war and... and you know the institution of warfare yeah i mean there is this to say about the analytes right is that they as a collective species took responsibility they're attempting you painfully misguided most of the time but attempting hilariously so right yeah but at least but at least they're 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 trying to kind of clean up their mess regarding the lyrics poorly but (laughs) it's an attempt (laughs) one star one gold star. Yeah. We tried. Ugh. <sighs> anyway, Esplin still exists in case anyone forgot about this motherfucker. Yes. Oh, Esplin. He's been promoted. Oh, man. Good for him? Question mark? He's now he only got or 12. But he only got promoted because like five people in front of him died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so his promotion wasn't that he did anything of merit. It's that people ran out of spaces <laughs> and were like, I yeah. guess you're 12 now instead of 17. Fucking yeah. incredible. God, I can't believe this, you're trying to ruin buffoon. this moment for him. I, can't I will believe. ruin every moment of this this sluggo's life. He invited you to this after work drink and, and <laughs> tapas, and you're here shitting on his promotion. <laughs> it's I the tapas that gets this. me. <laughs> Listen, Esplin, but like, did you? If you had killed them, I'd be impressed, but you just stood there. I don't understand the question. I don't understand the nature <laughs> of your accusations. I've worked Do so something. hard for this. I've worked so hard for this. Okay? All you've done is have a kink. I don't understand. <laughs> well, he did just just today. I was thinking about Andalite tactics. I was doing some intensive <laughs> Google image searching. And I was thinking about Andalite spaceship tactics and like how smooth is. and cleanly they maneuver. 
And later on today, I was actually piloting one, and I thought, you know what? You know what I would do if I was a sleek, strong, sensual Andalite? I would... (laughs) I would wait until I was about 5,000 yards away, and then I'd dip low and try and shoot up into them. And uh, I followed my instinct, and you know what? That really impressed... That really impressed... uh, this is the most cursed bit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's real bad. Anyway. This is a real, yeah. Anyway, order some more nachos. <sighs> God. Tankard of Margie's for the party. Yeah, anyway, Esplin's, Esplin's, Esplin's promoted, and we're all very, very proud of him. Oh, God. Oh, he calls Aldrea that vile Andalite girl, which is like oh, a little horny, but also I'm like, he's really trying to get over his crush, isn't he? He really is. He really is. He's like, maybe if I if I color this with as much vitriol as I can, I'll stop having feelings. He's like, she didn't text me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vile Andalite yep. girl. Not really interested anyway. Yep. Ugh. And then Dak's perspective goes into saying like, hey, the Andalites actually didn't help at all. They just intensified the war. They didn't actually do anything to make this lesser. They made it worse and yeah maybe the main fleet's on its way but it's gonna take a year which makes which real quick in case this implication hasn't gotten across to you all this is the same position the animorphs are in right now it's the same position it is exactly what the animorphs have been going through i think their estimate was two years right isn't that what it was yeah so if this is the exact same position that the animorphs are in and everything's just progressively getting worse wow getting worse fucking clearly Beer time. We're getting there. Yeah, it's just, so from time to time, some fighters would show up. That's about it. That's about as best as they can do. It's just otherwise a complete fucking shit show. And from six months, it's another big ass time skip. After Mm -hmm. six months, 2,000 Andalite people have been reduced to 400. Yeah. And the 42 Hork-Bajir are now 12. Yeah. There are also... on the war you know they're still making more ships the arm that they have captured because they no longer fear the mist they no longer fear father deep right they don't care about the the monsters um the arm they capture are now used for slave labor yep so there's that mining all of the things uh they want to do Mm -hmm. dak and aldrea while they're in the arn encampment that the in 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 uh where aloran and his you know group have made their thing they see that one room in particular is always guarded and Dak is very concerned about this and they go up to the guards and ask to go in and they're extremely fucking shitty to Dak they call them all sorts of names that are cruel and fucked up and Aldrea tries to make, make excuses for them which is I fucking hate that I hate that so much when someone says they did yeah. something truly atrocious and they're like well you know like they're under a lot of stress right and well, well to me it also feels like like a shitty tone policing vibe of Dak being like that's shitty they're being shitty to me and she's like well they didn't know who you were and like you know you all kind of look thought, the same which is they just thought racist you were one of the regular hork right and he's like what's wrong with being a regular hork right because truly Come the fuck on. They're so awful. They're just truly it's just, awful it's in awful. this book. He, he, anytime he has this outburst, she's like, you gotta calm down. It's, look, it's not that, but it's, it's very, God, this is so toxic. Uh, and then 
they Dak fucking... is like, I do not care. Fuck. Yep. He, he essentially says, fuck the Andalites. They're awful. They're not helping us win this war. I need to know what's going on in that room. And Aldrea and Dak fight. Like, they legitimately fight. And he shits on Andalites more. And she says, yeah. they, like, hug in the middle of a bridge while Arn are just walking past them. Mm-hmm. And she says, I will help you. And if it ever comes to a choice between my people and you, I'll stand with you. And they're both like, hmm, nice lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all of Dak, Dak has this speech. It's a long fucking paragraph. Mm-hmm. And Aldrea's like, you've been rehearsing that for a while. You've mm-hmm. been thinking about this for a while. Both of them know that they're bullshitting each other. They're just like, you... you God, this is so unhealthy, and I don't know why I'm living for it. Like, I'm living for it because it's consciously unhealthy, right? It's like it's a, so unha- a well-created toxic You understand toxic thing. the unhealthy. You're not supposed to be like, wish that were me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's there just is like, tension oh, and great drama. character dy- dynamics and drama, but yeah. you don't you, you don't romanticize it, you know? Yeah. And something about when she says that she'll stand with him is uh, Kay makes a point to say she looks at him with all her eyes because previously mm-hmm. multiple times he's mentioned that she only looks with the two on like her eye stalks are always somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Those other eyes are always focused on something else. But this time mm-hmm. she focuses all of them on him, which is really interesting. And it's just like they're both like, yeah, OK, cool. I appreciate what you're saying. No, you're lying. No, yeah. you're lying. What no, a how sweet you really sentiment. Feel. Right? Yeah. Like, that's it, though. It's just a yeah. sentiment. We both Truly. know that that's not how it's going to go. <sighs> and, then, and then Aldrea pulls some shit. Aldrea goes, I love oh, I'll, I love Aldrea. Aldrea to pull some shit. Aldrea pulls some shit. Aldrea's been pulling shit for a while now, but shit's... Aldrea goes from zero to a hundred in no fucking time. For, maybe she was, she was hovering so around a true. solid 45. And then she's just like, done. Done. Who... What? Aldrea looks at you know, consensual DNA melding and laughs in its face. So she doesn't respect the sentience of other species. Who gives a shit? That's that's hilarious. Aldrea? Um, (laughs) But Aldrea? (laughs) No. But she goes to see Aloran and she pleaded and even took his hand in hers, which is just such a fun little throwaway sentence. And he doesn't even realize that she's acquiring him. And then mm-hmm. later she does go to Dak and is like, look, here's the plan. We're going to walk in. I'm going to be Aloran. You just play along. I'm going to just yell and be bossy, which she's great at. Totally. Yeah. And what they end up finding is that Aloran has been hoarding a hork plague that will des- yeah. destroy literally every hork ever. It is like the fucking T-virus. That's it. Fucking yep. done. Out. Also, In a little she, capsule. Hey, so when she comes back from acquiring Aloran, Dex like, so interesting that you spoke to Aloran after we talked about our secret plans. What's going on with that? And she can tell that Jagil and his and Delf, his his mate, are like guilt they're obviously guilty. They feel guilty. And she's like, Oh, you sent your friends to spy on me. Well don't worry about it. It was actually for us. This is when she acquires acquires Delf. She's like, look at what yeah. I can do. And she does that. Yeah. Uh boy. Oh, which yeah. yeah, they nestled that right in right there. But also Yeah. Hey, fucked up. She just did that again and none of them think to question it because it's just well, if, oh, she's showing well, the thing off, you know? Yeah. And nobody, I mean, well, those I mean, no one cares about the consent of the Hork-Bajir in the first place. Let's talk about truly, that. Truly. That is truly, That is the vibe. 
no one gives a shit about the hork at all. You're so right. Yeah. But then, but then nobody gives a, nobody, this is a really good way to show that nobody gave a shit about the consent of, of acquiring those things mm-hmm. until those questions were brought up in previous Animorphs books about yep. the kids calling each other out on, hey, let's talk about dolphins and whales and the fact that they have their own language and all this shit. Hey, let's talk about monkeys. Like, let's talk about this shit. This mm-hmm. is fucking weird. This is weird is what we're doing. But that's not even a question that's on the fucking playing board right now at mm-hmm. all to Aldrea, which shows a lot about who she is as a person. Mm-hmm. That that is not yeah. a question that even comes up. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, well, you want to take us through the their virus. schemes? Oh, yeah. So Aloran and the Arn have been concocting a virus to just destroy all the Hork-Bajir. Um, which is fucked up. It's a quantum virus that destroys things at the subatomic level, which is a lot of words. That's That's a lot of bullshit jargon they're just, fake it's words. a virus yeah it's a virus it goes through the air and makes all the Hork-Bajir sick we get it and Aldrea is fucked up about this yep. she immediately is like this is disgusting this is wrong no one would allow this this is horrible and she immediately is like well we're gonna she, she's like put it all in a mini keg we're gonna go th- yeet this bitch into the core of the earth uh, the core of the Hork-Bajir planet. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to destroy these labs because fuck this. He's not allowed to do this. And yeah. this is the moment when Dak is like, oh, I love her. Right? Yeah. She she is act- she will be a friend to me when it matters. In the face of this horror, she will choose to be a friend to me. Right. Because she actually backs up what she did say. That's mm-hmm. that kind sentiment suddenly becomes a powerful truth. And it's she wasn't lying. She might be literally all of this other shitty stuff all the time. Yeah. But in the moment where it matters, in the moment when it's not just me, but also the lives of Jagiel and Delph and everybody else at stake, mm-hmm. she will choose. She me. has a moral understanding of things. Yeah. She she. <laughs> yeah. She will not allow this tragedy to happen. And and it is the core that he always believed in, which is very nice. Very nice that yeah. she, when put to, put to the test, she has always truly tried to do incredible things, despite how dangerous they are, right? And yeah. that's what he admires. Just like Tobias and Rachel. Now that I have that, because I didn't think about that when I read that, but now that I have that, this bra- this breaks me. This hurts. This <laughs> this this kills the man. Oh yeah. my god, Kara, that's rough. Uh anyway, so they're they're going out with their plan, and they're uh the you know inevitably foiled like, once again by Esplin. That's basically mm-hmm. the vibe. It's a Scooby-Doo villain at this point. It's just like, ah ha ha, and here I am. Anyway, look at you, beautiful daughter of Ciro. Mm, and also I'm here. I love this morphing <laughs> technology you have. It'll be so fascinating to use once you're my host. Ooh, let me give you an evil speech. And uh-huh. he even says, did I gloat a little? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. Like, my goodness. He is the start living of for a this frequent- he goes to that well so frequently. Esplin oh, loves yeah. to gloat. Loves a gloat. Yeah, yeah. And just is like the whole he croons over her. He's just like, You're impressive. This technology's incredible. Oh, yeah. oh my god. You're Wait, just, this is ooh. so when Esplin look, 
when as they they take the the mini keg of virus, right? They put all the virus they can, that exists in the thing. They blow the thing up. Everyone yeah. wakes up. Aloran's like murder them, and they're waiting to see if all the Andalites will murder them. When Dak and Aldrea jump in a jump off and land on the fucking blade ship, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Aldrea morphs Hork Bajir after Dak does like. Deck carries her through the trees for a fucking minute, which is a wild thought to imagine. Picking yep. up a fucking andalite, like you're like you're hurting a goat, you know, like yep. helping a sick goat along. Yep. Anyway, this is when she morphs Hork Bajir. They they get there, and uh, he's like, "If the virus gets out, you're gonna die too." And she's like, "Yeah, that's like the plan. If you die, I die. We're in this together." She goes right or die so fucking hard. <laughs> so hard just right away yeah and so so after after she's as this work pajir that's when that's when esplin shows up mm-hmm. and yes my goodness his gloating and all of this and then he tries to be like why wouldn't you i don't want a hork pajir i want you morph back to your own form i want i want to take an andalite i don't want whatever this fuckery is which is just more of like god you fucking you suck mm-hmm. so much it's all so of creepy, you suck dude. buddy oh uh, god it's so fucking and gross then- and He's like, we're beating up, oh, we're beating up your friend. Ha ha, that will make you morph back. It takes them a while before he's like, oh, I can just like get inside of her brain right now and then make her morph back. Duh. Right? It takes him a surprising amount of time to remember that his key function is body snatching through the ear. And yep. he can get inside of a hork bajir ear. But that's yep. that speaks to how uncreative the Yurks are in general. Yeah. All of the technology they have is amended from other things. And like they do not they are not creative. There is no art in what the Yurks do. Right, because they're they parasitic. Only destroy. That's, yeah. That's all they have. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yep. And you know, it's very funny because he is so <laughs> they're so self-assured. single-minded. He's so <laughs> single-minded and self-assured. He's like, "I'll just leave this body and go to the next body." But the body that he leaves immediately fights back. The second he releases control over the hork bajir he's inhibiting, that hork bajir says, "Fuck this! Mm-hmm. I've been a prisoner for so," and just immediately goes ham. And like, yeah, man, what the fuck did no you think shit. would happen? What? What also, the fuck? He gets halfway in to Aldrea's ear, right, mm-hmm. and he starts getting. He gets, like, grossly horned up over getting to experience her childhood and see her memories. And he starts getting into his weird domination speech. He's getting real lost in the power trip when he notices that his body is murdering other people. But uh, they rip him out of her ear and throw him on the ground. Yeah. And the thing is, too, we know this. We know that Aldrea also saw his life. And what he was like, and his emotions, and things like that. Yep, that connection was forged. His fetish, and his obsession over her, and and everything like that. All of it. And he despairs over the the loss of the pretty Andalite memories, because that's all he wants. Yeah, the overwhelming beauty of an Andalite running free. Oh my god, my dude. And then the... 
there's so much happening. Like they're they're all still on the deck of like this whole ship, and then they're mm-hmm. talking to the Hork Bajir that saved him, who was the the host of of um Esplin. And mm-hmm. as they're having this dialogue and trying to just move on and be like, where do we go from here? What do we do? More blade ships show up, the ship is like bumped, everybody, you know, gets fucking thrown yeah, around. There's all this crazy Yeah, they get thrown off of the ship, it gets exploded by an Andalite fighter. Because mm-hmm. they just see a bug fighter. They don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah. And the guy, the free host body, who was from a different valley, didn't really know either of them, goes out yeah. and finds the canister and starts yeah. running back at them when it's open. And also, and at this point, yeah. Aldrea has been in hork for too long. She is in she is uh, in Delph body for yeah. her foreseeable f- future. Yep. And, um... Yeah, yeah. And they they have a moment where they're like, what do we do? What do we do with this? They get away as, as well as they can, away from the virus, which is already just destroying this poor hork face. Just the description of it is disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's just, just completely decimating him. Yeah. And the description of that little moment where they have of like, what do we do now? And it's maybe we can be us. Yeah. And that is just. <laughs> I'm tearing up. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And they they ran and they ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, they, the story ends with Dak and Aldrea of just them seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And. You know, not being able to see the future, but, and not being able to see the hope for that, but they just had each other. And that was it. Yeah. And then it just cuts to the epilogue. (laughs) Yeah. There's, they know that what they can do is try to save what they can from the valleys, but the virus is out on this planet. There's no foreseeable future or hope except every tiny step they make or or whatever and so it continues right and the epilogue cuts back to Tobias around the campfire and it's like dawn it's it's it was a night long story of course yeah but Tobias asks for the ending and Jera kind of laughs and he's like well stories don't really have an end but uh i can tell you what happened to everyone he tells them that obviously Dak was his grandfather mhm Dak and Aldrea and he's like, well, what about Esplin? And he goes, well, you know Esplin. Which yeah. Anytime- oh, so good. I love Jera. Jera has such a personality. He does. He does. Right? Just, yeah, of course you know Esplin. And then um, they had actually, Jera's Jera's father was named after Ciro. Yeah. They named their son after Ciro. Which is so... <sighs> <laughs> they would have they would have never met if not for Ciro's kindness, right? Like right. if not for oh, right. the fact that she with that line, it's like, oh, she learned to accept and understand and love her father in a way that she resented him for for all those yeah. years. Yeah, her whole ass life. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then this is the banger that just fucking twists that knife in my heart it. because because uh toby notices you know the the baby that they have and he's like oh daughter right sorry the horns thing i can't tell who like the gender um but they he asks 
you know what <laughs> what the uh the daughter is named basically or Jara tells what the daughter is named and she he goes uh we named her Toby after mm-hmm. Tobias and they just so go yeah it's a strange name kind of like how Ciro is strange and then they say Toby is different and Tobias flies away he takes, takes a second a while. turns around and goes wait when you say Toby is different and Toby just says yeah I am yeah and she's yeah. like yep she's like Dak she's, she's a seer it's so good it's so good oh my god it's so fucking good and and she like toby hamid the descendant of a brave and delight girl and a hork seer was going to write the next chapter and that's why the story isn't over and there is no ending and it's so fucking good oh wow what a what an incredibly complicated, nuanced story told in such a short, beautiful amount of time. And there's so many moving parts. There's so much shit we didn't even touch on. Like, a, like oh, there's just plenty of stuff there's, here. It oh. is... The amount you can think over this very... Mine is like 118 pages. And it's so... The depth in these characters is wild. It is wild, yeah. the amount. You just know... Because they tell you straight up what's happening mm-hmm. and how they feel about things. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. God, Ugh. I mean, I'm happy. I'm I'm so happy that you got here, that you got to see this. Because my God, right? Can you? Yeah. Uh, this is one of those books that I'm like, maybe, maybe I could recommend this, even if they never read a different Animorphs, because it's I- so well done. I feel that, and I feel like probably, probably, but also it's it's still a little hard. It's still mm-hmm. a little tough. But Horkbajir Chronicles is definitely one of those books where it's like, I think there's enough context provided, especially because it starts out at the whole beginning of Zero's Kindness to understand what the year... I think yeah. even without knowing the, the Animorphs struggle themselves, you can get what the fuck the yeah. Horkbajir are about, uh, the Horkbajir Chronicles are about. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. God. Well, fucking that's Cannot that's that. Wait. We did it. We made it. Thank you for coming with are. us on this journey. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks Ugh. for listening. Oh, yeah, man. and then uh, come back next time, and we're on to the book unknown book fourteen, the unknown. Let's it's see. a Cassie book. Yep, Cassie time. And we're gonna go from there. So see you all next time, and thank yeah, you have for a tuning one. in. Thanks. All right, bye bye. Thanks for joining us. We hope you had as good of a time as we did. First off, let's all thank K.A. Applegate, Michael Grant, and Scholastic Books for their extremely fun and traumatic children's series, Animorphs. You can find links to get your own copies of Animorphs in the episode footnotes. We'd also like to thank our friend Matt for making our intro and outro music. You can find him at Nice Wizard Music on Twitter. Check him out. Hit him up. Make him slap the bass. And, of course, if you'd like to send us comments and get updates on episode releases, you can follow the Lit Kid Lit Twitter at Lit Kid Pod. Or, if you'd like to follow us individually, you can follow me, Kara, at Bishojo World. 
or Nika at Gossamer Owl. That's Bishoja with a U and Gossamer with two S's. You can also email us at litkidlitpod at gmail.com. You know, it's a it's a good classic Gmail. All right, bye. bye. Nika's been on her fucking Inanna high horse about Gilgamesh forever. That's me. That's me. Inanna high horse. That's my drag name. <laughs> anyway, fuck God, we're okay, yeah, we're in part we're... two, and we're we're in part two and avoiding talking about eugenics, which is how you can tell that we keep deviating. Because um, it's true. Turns out talking about eugenics is a little bit tough, a little bit hard, a little bit more mm, problematic. Like, you know, not well, great. eugenics, well, not great. Is going to haunt that scent. That's going to haunt me for the rest of my life, knowing how this book turns out. <sighs> you can't see it, everybody. But Kara just smiled at me in this devilish way. <laughs>